0: Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by Refcoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. Today's topic is discussing the differences between coaching, assessing and observing, and mentoring. So a good place to start is out of those three, what is a coach? So a coach is a person that is involved with your
1: development and it's there to provide guidance and help you reflect on your experiences and provide you also with uh, constructive feedback on how to improve on your performances. This is all aimed at improving the referee or the assistant referee, or fourth official, or VR.
0: It's really similar to how teams have coaches, right? And and the coaches yeah. there to coach the players, you think, all the way from junior players uh, up to adult players, they have coaches to try and make them better. You know, yes, at an elite level, a coach is usually focusing on things like structure and tactics. But then at the, you know, the beginner level, the coach is focusing on how do you kick a ball? How do you pass a ball? Where should you move on the pitch? And that's really relatable to coaching referees as well, that a coach who is coaching uh, someone much lower down the system who's maybe refereeing under 15s will focus much more on the the basics, the building blocks of refereeing, you know, the how to blow your whistle, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas a coach of an elite level referee will be talking about, well, how do we referee elite football? How do we understand the tactics? How can we use this to our advantage? What can we expect to happen? How do we develop a game plan? Yeah, I mean, I think you could make the comparison with a football coach
1: where their goal is to win leagues. And for a referee coach, the goal is for referees to get promoted.
0: Yeah, agree. I think it's probably quite self explanatory or obvious how referees can benefit from a coaching relationship, but it requires the referee to be open to being coached to admitting that they don't always have the answers um, and you need somebody on the outside looking in to give you perspective and, and the referee needs to listen and try and implement and the referee might try things the coach suggests and it they might not work for the referee and that's fine but the it needs to be a two-way relationship it's not just the coaching isn't about saying you did this wrong this wrong this wrong not at all coaching is about working through problems together how do we solve these problems how do we find the solutions so you can implement these solutions the next time so coming back to the original you took the words out of my mind (laughs) coming back to the original question it's well if referees want to get better they need a coach so that's how they'll benefit from coaching
1: absolutely you took the words out of my mouth jack has to be two ways the coaches are there to coach but also referees have to be open to that because otherwise there's no then there's no way the coaching is gonna work if you know words come in from one ear and go out the other. And and that's I think that's a goal for referees. Sometimes it's not easy. We've all been there. Being coached, it's not easy sometimes mm-hmm. because there may be some harsh mm-hmm. truths that are laid mm-hmm. on us. And no one likes to hear that, but that's where a referee's goal from a coaching relationship could be learning how to take in that hard feedback learn from it and build on it and also ask questions to the coach because obviously when you're getting coached you don't just want to be to, to be told oh you should have done this this way you should do this that way but also asking questions well what can i do to change that in my next game
0: or simply or what? what yeah why? why did you why is always yeah. the go-to yeah. question you should do this exactly what okay, what wh- why should i do this what's the impact yeah, I love, even in my, in my
1: work, I always love to say when there is something that you're not sure about or you disagree with, instead of just disagreeing, ask why or what or how at least five times. <laughs> if you can ask why for five times in a row and the other person always gives you a good answer, well, then the other person <laughs> is right. And there is a reason behind it. It's, 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 kinda, it's very mm-hmm. childlike, like kids when they're young and they always yeah. ask why. But that's the same with coaching because if you cannot understand why or how or what, you need to ask until you cannot mm. ask that anymore because that means that you've understood and you've mm. taken it in.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: This is out of all the relationships that we will, or out of all the roles and relationships we'll discuss today. This is probably halfway in between in the formality of the mm. relationship. It's, it's a bit more formal, but doesn't necessarily need to be very, very um, ceremonial and yeah. pompous. Uh, if if you are friends with a coach or you've known the coach for a long time or it's someone that has been coaching you for a while, then obviously you can really develop that extra interpersonal relationship that goes out of the bounds of, I'm coming to watch you, I'm giving you the coaching, I'm mm. going home. The next level of formality, if we take it one step up, and this is more related also to higher mm. leagues uh, or when you start going up through the ranks, is the role of an assessor or observer? They all they have all different names based on uh, where where you are in the world. Um, the key difference from coaching to assessor or observer is the evaluation aspect and the
0: formality
1: it. because that goes with that and the formality. Of of course, I think the formality is a consequence of the fact that you're getting evaluated. Yep. So there's always going to be that feeling of well, if I'm getting a mark off this. Uh, assessment of this observation well there's going to be some formality there's going to be some ceremonial behavior in the change room you're not going to be there cracking jokes and uh, tossing a, f- a little football around just to to calm your nerves but there's going to be that extra formal relationship uh, again it's the duty and role and responsibility of both referees and observer to understand where your boundaries are all right because as an observer you don't want to just hog the change room before a game because you need to let the referees do their thing. But as a referee, you also want to be respectful, respectful enough to give all the time that an observer or assessor needs to really understand what's your routine because that can get be about, can be evaluated as well.
0: Yeah. I think that's key. You know, again, it's a two way, um, two way street creating that and, I th- we we touched on that exact topic for an entire podcast about creating an effective coaching yeah. environment. And yes, we use the words coaching, but it applies to assessing and observing as well because yes, the assessor is there to evaluate and give a mark, but under, underpinning all of that should still be coaching. The goal of an assessor should still be to improve. I want to leave this referee t- today better than he was before this match. Simple as that. Uh, yes, there's a formal structure to doing it. You know, there's usually a report which will have strengths, areas of improvement. It's a, it's a lot more formal and, you know, there will be a written, the report will be written. There may be videos clipped to go with it, if that's the level of football that, that can do that. But underpinning all of that, the attitude should still be to try and improve the referees. Yeah,
1: From whether you're a coach, an assessor or a mentor, the ultimate goal is to improve the
0: referee. I, I think we can look at assessing and observing. It's just a more formal version of coaching. Everything still stands. Yeah. The skills are the same. Assessors are coaches or should be coaches and have the mindset of a coach just with, you know, almost the, the cherry on top that, yes, they are going to have to evaluate this referee. Um, it shouldn't change the process. It shouldn't change the mindset on the game day or after the game day or before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, referees should not change the way the referee, because they're getting Mm. assessed or observed and observers should not change the way they coach because they give it a mark. It's uh, as long as there is transparency and honesty and good intentions and the goals are just to Mm. get better because even coaches and assessors, Improve every time they do an assessment. That's their game day, right? There, that is their version of re, of their performance. So they will go back and reflect of what could they done they done better. So as long as the goal, the general goal, is to improve, mm. but then there is the formality of putting a number
0: towards uh, a, a performance. That's that's always going to be a good relationship. The final one we're going to talk about is is mentoring, and this is probably or probably has a more significant difference between coaching and assessing. As as we touched on, essentially assessing is a more formal version of coaching, but coaching underpins assessing. Mentoring is is different and mentoring can have many different ways of, of coming through. Um, different examples are of different levels of so this is a mentor on a referee's first game who is just there to support, to help, to provide a shoulder to lean on perhaps a shoulder to cry on um or mentors can be right at the high level it could be a colleague could be your mentor so if you're new on a league you might ask an experienced colleague hey it's my first season on the league can you mentor me um and that could be an incredibly informal relationship where you just chat every now and again it could just be a text hey i i feel like this what has this happened to you before you've been in this situation, how did you deal with it? Um, or it could be more formal. Um, it's, mentoring is, it really has no boundaries as to where it can start and, and, and to where it can end. You can have multiple mentors um, who you go to for different things. You could have yeah. a, someone who you consider a mentor because they're really good at player management. And when you need help with player management stuff, you might go to them or um, someone who's really fit. And if you want some advice on fitness, you go to them and, not always do mentors know that they're your mentor, uh, because it doesn't have to be a formal relationship. You can think of somebody as a mentor, but there doesn't need to be a a title to it at all.
1: No, absolutely. You, yeah, I think you 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 absolutely killed it. Uh, it's it's so true, and uh, you can have different mentors. And especially, I think this is where the mentee can be the the one to lead the conversation mm-hmm. and really seek yeah, for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, confrontation whereas the coaching and assessments it's more the other mm. way around whereas this is the mentee asking for and looking for some looking for mm. that help uh, and saying hey look I got a couple of that. And it's more of a discussion it's more of a almost a self-reflection mm. or almost a personal retro if you're familiar with the term going back and looking at what have I done there what could have mm. done better but it's very informal and very conversational if, if, if you like and and that's the the biggest difference between more formal relationships and the good thing is that mentorships are so flexible so nimble that really you can have any goal yeah. from it you, you you can you can get anything out of it whether it's ideas for your next game or just event <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you, that's if you that's a really that,
0: great example right that's it sometimes you just need yeah. somebody who you're on the way home from a game and you've had a really frustrating game for whatever reason, and all you'd want to do is just have somebody who will listen, who understands and can empathize, but will listen and maybe, you know, give a comment here and there, but they're not there to tell you you got it right or wrong. They're just there to listen and allow you to get it off your chest, which makes you feel better about things.
1: A hundred percent. You wouldn't you wouldn't vent to a, an assessor after a game going, oh, you know, this game. Was it's she... a, it's, a, it's then, more uh... unlikely, Right. It's more unlikely. It's very much more unlikely. Yeah. So and and that's where mentor. It's important to have mentors, and sometimes we don't even
0: realize we have mm. these mentors because.
1: Our yeah, friends it's only when
0: we look back even do we be, go, oh, yeah, actually, this yeah. person was a really good mentor or example."
1: Yeah, and mentors don't even need to be mentors. Don't even need to be mm. referees. They could be someone that have a really good approach to mm. hardships that have a really good mindset. That are, that are really good at mm. fitness, as you said before, but they're not necessarily mm. referees. They may just be good at talking about a certain mm. topic that's going to help you reflecting, learning, and
0: improving on one of your um, on one of the aspects of your mm. performance. Like even George Lacrindis, who was on uh, My Life on the Line recently, he's talked to me about how he goes to his dad to get an opinion on situations because he's not a referee. Uh, he'll go, "What did you think of this in the game?" and he'll give a honest, you know man in the pub opinion uh, because he doesn't understand the intricacies of refereeing but for George that's really beneficial to get a well-rounded opinion on a situation or a game and sure he's probably not going to refer to his dad as a mentor but when we talk about it like this that is him using his dad to mentor him from that perspective. In today's episode we talked about the differences between coaching, assessing and mentoring. We talked about how coaching and assessing are really similar, they're intertwined, and how coaching should always underpin assessing, but assessing is just a little bit more formal because there's a formal evaluation process, and usually the assessor will have to give a mark. And then we talked about mentoring, which is very, very different to the other two. Mentoring can be a really wide range of relationships, and sometimes the person who's your mentor might not even have to know that you're mentoring.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more,
0: hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a RefCoach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, you can support us by purchasing a RefCoach whistle to show that you're part of the RefCoach community when you're out on the pitch.